This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, time for us to say hello and get a little catch up with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi, and welcome back. Although I do wonder why anyone in their right mind would leave Hawaii and come home to this, but welcome home anyway. I know. And I felt that yesterday. I did, but then it started to pour rain and there was a huge storm blowing through the islands. And I thought, you know what? That's a sign. Time to get out, right? I envy you seeing the volcano, uh, your planet at work. Uh, That's one of the things that uh, I remember visiting Hawaii some years ago and watching the lava from the other volcano pouring into the ocean and thinking, wow. Uh, the Hawaiians know uh, where the planet came from, even if the rest of us sometimes wonder. But also I thought about you too, Vaughn, because I thought, you know, this is, if it happened here, government regulation, red tape, whatever, they would not be going out of their way to allow us to see it. Whereas it seems like it's very much a big deal. They want you to see it there. Yeah, no, our, our government will get around to dealing with it one of these days. And, you know, meanwhile, the volcano is busy doing its thing. I, I, uh, I do wonder sometimes uh, whether we can get anything right here on some issues. And, and one of the ones uh, looking at today is the shortage of family doctors. It's, yes. It's incredible. So I, I pick one statistic out of the air, one number out of the air, because I think it dramatizes how deep the problem of shortage of doctors here in, in British Columbia and in Canada is. And, and it jumped out of a story in the Global Mail last week, and I give full credit to reporter Greg Mercer for dramatizing it. There are 300 Canadians enrolled in the medical school in Ireland, in Dublin, the Royal College of Surgeons. 300 Canadians. They make up 40% of the student body there, Simi. Uh, so there's two statistics, 340 uh, percent. The fact that they're there is it, it dramatizes better than anything I've seen why we have a massive shortage of doctors here in Canada. Okay, but I also remember maybe 10 years ago, then Minister of, I think, Advanced Education, Moira Stilwell, tried to do something to yeah. fix this. Okay, so this problem has been building a long time. Um, Back in the 20th century, when I started doing this job, I arrived in Victoria, and the notion had gotten loose in the political realm that the only way to control the growing, rising, even then, cost of health care was to ration the supply of doctors and beds. I know you tell people this today and they go, don't be ridiculous. No, that was the idea. More doctors meant more medical billings and more beds meant more patients in hospital. And both those things drove up the cost of health care. So if a government wanted to control the cost of health care, it rationed both. It didn't build a whole lot more hospitals. It didn't expand the hospitals, didn't expand its medical schools. And in fact, when I started, what they were doing was they were rationing medical 
billing numbers. So you get a medical degree, you could graduate, you could clear your residency, but you couldn't set up an office and start billing the healthcare system unless you did what doctors used to do in those days, Simi, was they'd go and buy somebody else's medical number. They would wait like a for a doctor cap? to retire and buy their practice. Like the way you do what you used to do with taxi licenses? Yes. Yeah. That's a good comparison is the idea of rationing taxi licenses. But in one case, you're rationing convenience for people who want to get home from a restaurant late at night or get from the airport back home. In this case, you're rationing access to medical care. It took a long time for it to build. Um, the New Democrats, the, the billing number rationing started, started under the SOCREDS. New Democrats got in. They had a Royal Commission report that said the same thing. More doctors, more beds means more billings and higher costs. And although, you know, nowadays dealing with the crisis, New Democrats that were around in the early 90s say it was one of the biggest mistakes they made in the 90s was buying that advice because it takes a long time to fix the problem. But you get to where we are today why are there 300 Canadians getting medical degrees in Dublin? Well, they can't get into the medical schools here. And even if they get a medical degree in a foreign medical school, they can't get a residency position back here in Canada. So you not only lose them to Dublin, where, okay, they get a degree over there. They pay full freight, by the way, 80000 bucks a year up to so... They're, they're paying for their training. But what happens is because there are very few positions in Canada for foreign trained medical residents, even when they're Canadians, they can't get a position back here. Meanwhile, the Americans, other countries, Australia, the UK, especially the United States, recruit them out of the medical school in Dublin. They go and get their residency in the States. Um, you know, he or she meets someone down there, marries, settles down, and becomes an American. They don't ever come home. So you lose them permanently to our medical system. So what are we doing about this? Well, <clears throat> there's a couple of things. I mean, first of all, realizing that we made this mess from, you know, sort of bad economics and, and short-term thinking. Uh, you have to expand our medical schools. Well, we're doing that. It takes time. It's expensive. We're, we're expanding residency positions. Some places are doing that. Uh, the B.C. government recently announced it will add residency positions. But again, you need doctors to train residents. You can't just create them overnight either. And some provinces are also lowering, rapidly lowering the barriers to foreign trained doctors training here. There's a resistance in the medical establishment and the bureaucratic establishment to letting foreign trained doctors come here, but it's preposterous when you think of the Royal College of Surgeons in Dublin. It's older than Canada. It was set up in 1784. Yeah. I think it's a pretty safe bet that they know what the hell they're doing when they train a doctor. So there could be some movement on this then? Yeah, I think there is signs of some movement. The idea has certainly gotten through, but there needs to be really, really strong leadership from provinces and the federal government and the medical establishment in lowering those barriers, in creating the positions 
the, the greater number of positions here so that nine out of ten young Canadians who want medical training don't get turned down, uh, creating, starting to treat Canadians trained in a reputable school like the Royal College of Surgeons in Dublin, starting to treat them like Canadians for the residential positions um, and actively recruiting. You know, we used to we used to kind of surf the wave of medical training in Canada by taking doctors from South Africa and the UK and right. other places. We now need to realize there's an enormous pool of Canadians, many of whom would like to come home and practice medicine, who would come here if we would just create the positions for them. That's exactly it right there. Ron, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.